All right. <laughs> we are here. We got Bobby Haas in the building and Jordan Berlanga. What's up, Dom? How's it going, bro? It's going good, man. Thanks for uh, inviting me out. Yeah, man. I, I, I think this is going to be a good one. I Usually, you know, we do, we do like an hour, but we can we can run this one as long as it has to take. Pressure's on, man. I hope I can make oh, it no good pressure. for you. This is Domcast episode six. Thank you, everyone that's been listening. Uh, support's been awesome. And I got some advertisement coming up in the next week or two. Also, shout out to my producer, Zach Cavender, out in Missouri right now, bro. Crazy love. Have you ever been to Missouri? I have been to Missouri. On tour or? Um, I've, on tour, definitely. Driven through it. I can't think of a specific time we stopped in any specific city that I can think of. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing there. That it's, is I really, mean, it, it's, it's that's lush. why it doesn't stick out to me. It is lush with nothing. I guess, yeah. There's with grasslands. Grasslands. Yeah, nice drive, I'll tell you that. Houses. Yeah, Beautiful probably scenery. a lot of those, too. Actually, let me go turn this TV off real quick. All right, got that turned off. So now most people, uh, you know, people, if they don't know, you play in a band, right? Yes. Now, I've, I remember hearing about this band since I was in high school, but Hydra Melody. That's the one. All right. So lead singer, play guitar, yep. sometimes keyboard? Sometimes. I did, even when I wasn't the keyboard player, I was I was doing a lot of the writing of, of the keyboard parts. So when we had a, you know, change up in the in the members it kind of made sense that i would just kind of switch over and do that and do the keyboards as well when i when i could so what okay so we'll, i guess we'll start like your beginning of music like uh what was your first instrument did you just pick a guitar up did you play bass did piano you... was my first instrument piano yeah my dad got my brother and i started really early in a uh, piano we both uh we're three years apart but we were both in first grade when we started piano lessons oh wow and um we stuck through it. I think Justin did it seven years. I did five, maybe six years. Oh, wow. And then that's when I moved on to drums. Once I hit middle school, I didn't want to do piano anymore. I wanted to do drums. Okay. So into percussion after that. Yeah. Interesting. Were you on drumline or anything like that? Yeah. High school, I was on drumline for sophomore, junior, senior year. Okay. And then I made the Texas State drumline my freshman year in college. But because oh, of the band, I decided not to do it and move back to San Antonio instead of okay. living in San Marcos. So the beginning of this, the very beginning, the inception of the band, it was called Ready to Fail? Yes. Before it was Ready to Fail, we were called Saved by Blob. Saved by Blob? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, that was a very short-lived thing. Um, yeah, a, a lot of people don't remember that. But if you were around in the early, early days, you'd probably remember it. Okay. I think we played like three or four shows as that. And then we did Ready to Fail for three years, three, four years. Okay, I do remember that name. And then by the time I was in high school. Yeah, I think it was our, was my sophomore year. The guy who started the band with me, Robert, uh, it, he was a year ahead of me. So he was a junior, and we decided to put down the pop punk thing and branch out and do something different. At the time, we were so into the Mars Volta Oh, yeah. Yeah, just that hit us really hard, and we were um, experimenting in a lot of, lot of ways musically and in, in life, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we decided, let's try something different, and I think that's really where we learned to play our instruments and learn to uh, be musicians rather than 
just do something that was already done. Because we were we were mimicking, you know, Blink One Eighty Two, Sum Forty One, yeah. Newfound Glory, you know, um, all all of those really prime pop punk era bands that yeah. were that were in the forefront of it all. Uh, we were really just kind of mimicking what what we heard from them, and it was great. And you know, a lot of people dug what we were doing at the time. But when we really started jamming out and forming Hydra Melody. That's we were just. I think that's where we really crafted and learned how to be a band and write music as a band. And you already had like booking, like you could play shows off the rip mm-hmm. from past experience. Well, we or actually. How did y'all start booking shows? So it was my sophomore year that we. Yeah, <laughs> this guy Chris Blakey. If oh, you know Chris yeah. Blakey, oh, well, in a perfect world, nobody would know Chris Blakey, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, him. But when uh, I was younger. Kind yeah, we like, didn't. Oh. We it was about a year and a half <laughs> after we decided to change before we played our first show as as uh, Hydra Melody. And Chris Blake, he used to book at the Rabbit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he booked everywhere. And I, I mean, I, every I, venue he was had his hand in. I remember him like calling me before when I used to play in a band and uh, giving me like six dates and then not remember any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is so unprofessional, but you and really those, didn't have many choices back then either. Those were the days of every band played pretty much every weekend. Yeah, it, it it was yeah. it was the White Rabbit was was crucial at that time because they had the front and the backstage, and they would have ten bands on the front stage and ten bands on the backstage. You'd pay five bucks to get in on a Friday yeah. or Saturday night, yeah. and you got to see twenty local bands i pretty much kept the strip alive it did it for a while strip for a long time because that was before the bar scene was really popping it was before the strip was the strip i mean that's true it was just saint mary's it wasn't even i don't i don't even remember hearing the term the strip until three years ago yeah four years ago maybe now it's i don't know i i enjoyed i do have fun down there but some places like i can't stand high tones man yeah dude so you want to know my 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 (laughs) initial opinion of high tones (laughs) What they pay like five bucks a sit in a parking lot, pretty much. But when I walked sauce, in there dude. the first time, I was I might have been a little sauced at the time. But did when you get I, kicked out? No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay, I, I walk in out. for the first time and it's like DJ EDM night or whatever. There's strobe lights going on everywhere. It's pitch black in there yeah. besides the strobe lights. And I literally thought to myself, this must be what an insane person's sex dungeon looks like. <laughs> Like I literally thought oh, to myself, man. like this, like I, I thought oh. Joe Dirt, like yeah, you know, like when he's in that dirt hole, the, like yeah. at least he had light, oh, but God, but dude. that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, this is a dungeon. They had like, the most trash ass bathroom too. Yeah, I've been kicked out twice. And it was both for pissing on their patio. <laughs> to my credit, my dick was off the property through the fence. But they kicked me out twice, and I still don't believe I even. It's not money. your dick they were worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I had people, I had friends. I was like, "Hey, come in this corner real quick." I can't. I could not wait in that bathroom, dude. Oh no! And fuck then no. to even use it, disgusting. Yeah, awful, awful. Have you ever been to emo night. Emo night. Brass monkey. No, I. Oh, last time I went to uh, Brass Monkey, I was across the street. I think at. You know, it's the bar across the street with like the gardens or something. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Faust. Faust? Is it Faust? Uh, I do know Faust, but not that one. It's, uh, I don't know, it's indoor. Hondros? Oh, Hondros. Hondros, yeah. yeah. I went there, and then I split out my boy to go across the street and take a shot. We walked in Breast Monkey, but I guess it was a Thursday. And I walk in, like, all these, like, 
and this was when it was cold and everyone's in nice pea coats. And I was like, there's a lot of uh, pretty, you know, made up men over here. I did not know it was Thursdays. Thursdays, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's they started Thursdays. buying shots for us. I spent a lot more time than I thought I was going to spend. Like in there. 50 cent wells, dude. Like, yeah. people were getting ratchet. That but we're super nice. You know, I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> 50 cent wells, we'll get you there quick. Yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> Ordering doubles like it's nothing. Ordering doubles Shit. like you're uh, Putin over here, dude. <laughs> All right, so we so you're talking about playing back in the day. You were part of the scene for sure. Yeah, I, I played my first show with, with a ska band when I was 12 years old. I oh, was, wow. I was super young, too. Yeah. Um, they were, we were called Jerk Alert. If anybody <laughs> remembers the movie Goonies... Mm-hmm. Um, they they referred to the Fratellis as the Jerk Alert at one point, and that's where we got the name from. Well, they got the name. I joined in a little later. It was, funny enough, Derek Frost was the first drummer of that band, okay. who ended up drumming for Ready to Fail like two or three years later. I I guess I didn't know he uh, played for Ready to Fail. That's yeah, awesome. he was he was our original drummer. Actually, no, he was our second drummer. But he was the one who re- started recording the records with us gotcha. when we first started recording. So, Ready to Fail, how many records did y'all put out? Three, two. Two? Two? Yeah. We did the one with Unforgiving Tears. That's, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's the one with Derek on it. We actually recorded that at Willie Nelson's studio at uh, Pedernales, yeah. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, that was cool. It sounds like trash, but that's because nobody really knew what they were doing. It was just yeah. it was a Chris Blakey kind of production thing, and <laughs> and he basically took five or six of the, his favorite local bands at the time, and Tavis Wilson uh, used to be formerly in Panic Division. Okay, um, he was an engineer for all of it, and I, I think it, it was everybody's first time in a legit studio. Got you, and that was a I want to say it was a super like analog to digital board. Probably too I don't, the time because all the really good digital equipment was really expensive. Yeah, still. It didn't and really get to where you could just go on Amazon and spend two hundred bucks and get. Yeah, stuff. exactly. And and I just think it, we were just in over our heads. A lot of us from from Blakey even you know thinking the idea up to all the bands that were staying there night by night recording during the day and Tavis recording you know six seven different bands throughout a week long period. Um, How long did that album take? I think we only had like two two day session. That was it, nonstop. Yeah. And it was literally just like you get however many songs you can get done in those two days. And because of noise ordinance out there, it was um, you could only go from a certain time to a certain time. Gotcha. And so the rest of the time we were just partying. That was, <laughs> that was you know, it those, was those it was bad. The, yeah, the extra stuff, rock star stuff. So yeah. everyone's super hungover. And I mean, I'm not even. I'm barely probably 16 or 17 at the time. And if that, if that, maybe even 15. And, um, yeah, it it was, it was wild, man. And when we did our second record, which was the, I think it was self-titled ready to fail. Um, I think that was Bobby's first. No, no, a different bass player recorded it, but you joined in shortly after, but Tavis did that record also. That's when Bobby gets in. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tavis Tavis produced that album also, but it was leagues better because I think we were all in our comfort zone over at um, Rhapsody Studios. I do remember Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, 
and also once you get you know the first couple of times down, you kind of you kind of know what you have to bring to the table to be prepared. And, True. You know, don't just sit there and waste the producer's time. Yeah, yeah. And we had a lot more time blocked out, and it wasn't there wasn't six bands and. Wasn't a whole lot of partying going on at the time. There was, it was, we were there for a reason, and I think that's why that that record came out leagues better and different. Can so. people still find it anywhere? To be honest, I don't really. Know. I'm sure you can find MP3s if you Google "Ready to Fail." I'm pretty sure the majority of of that record is somewhere on the internet. That's what's up. Probably yeah, MySpace. probably My, MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was that was those were the, the days, yeah. man. And if you, you had MySpace, you had your page on the song, you had your top eight. Yep. It was like teaching people how to judge their friends back in the day. Yeah. People now it's just, now, now it's second nature. Yeah. You, uh, I'm only number four on your top eight. I was like, number sorry, one yesterday, my brother's dog. number one. He's blood. And then, dude, oh my gosh. Dog, I won't, I won't hit on that girl again at the next party. I swear. Put me back at number one. Bullet. You can posts. have her. You can have her. I swear. Aim addresses. That, that was so much what it was, man. Like, oh, so weird. That was that was a crazy time, man. That was that was a time. Guinea pigs when, for social media, bro. Yeah, we literally were. MySpace actually like also uh, helps kids to like learn how to do like basic coding. Yeah, stuff. true. Yeah, MySpace do with like, the HTML. Like, you could go in and yeah. I I remember like, like yeah you can yeah you can go in and. Mimic everything, pretty much. I also specifically remember, too, my personal group of friends would they'd be like, hey, you want to go to this party tonight? And I'm like, oh, well, whose party is it? And it's like, I, I don't know. It's a MySpace party. Oh, and I it was literally MySpace just, party. just you know, everybody would invite everybody through friends yeah. of friends on MySpace, and you would show up, and at what? At what? You know, like. Those those are those are the shit show house parties, though. Shit show. It was a really weird time in San Antonio in general. Uh, Very clicky too, but everybody still hung out, even though there was. Yeah, and I think it really showed how small and large a city is too. Yeah, everyone when you had the mutual, you had mutual friends, right? On MySpace, you could check your mutual friends. I think you could. I don't really remember to be honest, but you probably could. That's wild now. I think Justin Timberlake bought it, or Justin Timberlake bought it. MySpace. He might have. I, I don't know. That guy probably. That guy could own anything he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. And I actually went to the White Rabbit. Well, I guess Paper Tiger now, and it is so different, bro. It's way different. It, I like it. I think it's a good thing, but I still get nostalgic, and I miss. Yes. But I mean, everything was nicer. It was I think, cleaner. I think what I like about it more now is that it's clean. It is really it, clean. There would. There was times. When literally you're walking into the guy's bathroom and oh, there's two piss. inches of two inches of piss water on the ground. Yep. It, yeah, it, it was, was it was bad. People pissing on the floor because there was only two urinals. Like, you know, and that makes it more friendly for like parents to drop their kids off now. That it's yeah, cleaner. it looks better. It sounds better. It, it did sound really good. It sounds good there. They, it is definitely way more of a venue and less of a hangout, if you will. Yeah. I don't think they do a lot of local shows anymore, to be very honest. Uh, when I went there last day, a uh, rapper or like a DJ, it wasn't bad. It was good. The sound was great. I just kept trying to like picture what it used to look like when I walked into the, the main, what used to be the main stage. So it has two stages? Still? It's still it has, has two, two stages, stages yeah. And they'll run two stage. different shows at, at, 
at one time. Yeah. You pay at the front for the main stage show, and then if you walk into the backstage, there's a guy at the door charging for that show. Yeah, they're, they're not. It's not one in the same show like it used to be. They they hold two different shows at one time. They're definitely now. making money off of it. So, yeah. it it looks good though. It looks good. But speaking about social media, there's like one thing now. It's like driving me fucking bananas, bro. And it's Yelp. It's people <laughs> now. I think Yelp is super helpful app and tool. Like I I see a lot of reviews and pictures. I I read menus. I get times. I get directions. Get recommendations. But the fact that any person that consumes food thinks that they're a food critic get on there and they have i've seen people just destroy restaurants that didn't even deserve it boogers and come dude boogers and come boogers and come you're not familiar with this are no you? so anybody who watches south park knows what i'm talking about they have an episode that is that is dedicated to exactly what you're talking about Boogers and cum is what it's called. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's what the episode's called. Oh my gosh! But okay, here it is. So, the episode is about people who think they're food critics just because of Yelp, and people get all high and mighty and think they're the shit because they can go complain or they can they go, can complain and they, they can make or break a business pretty much. Yeah, by their complaint or their good review. And there's a song that they come up with called "Boogers and Cum," and it's saying if you're a person that goes and gives bad reviews, well, then that's basically what you're eating is boogers and cum. Oh, my gosh. Because that's what these people are doing to your food. Oh, that one just hit me in the stomach. <laughs> it's it really it's is, hilarious. Though. It is really funny. Dude, these fucking chachis feel so entitled on their opinion. Like, you understand, like, people are paying rent there, dude. This yeah. is someone's livelihood. Exactly. And you just shit on it. I think I was reading a, a review today. I was going through Yelp, and someone gave this place a one star because... She was pregnant and uh, basically had a mood swing. And even says because she was pregnant but still left a one star. Like, and then Food that, was great. <laughs> I just didn't feel like giving five stars today. Yep. Or like someone rave review but the portion size wasn't big enough and they don't get a five star. They give them like a two star. It's like I had, a, I I had a hot the, flash. Yeah, two and a half. I had a hot flash and they wouldn't turn the AC down from 60 to, to 59. This one place that we were... I was at recently that I was working. They send those things into us from Google, Yelp. Every day they send like six in, good ones and bad ones. And, you know, that's what our focus is. And it's the fact that they even have teams now, a lot of these corporate restaurants, that their whole deal is dealing with reviews. Mm -hmm. That's a job now because of these people. And one of them, we had a bad review because the sun was up and they were hot. Like, we can't fix the sun. And why are you sitting outside eating anyways in South Texas in the middle of July? Why don't you go outside after dark if you want to do that? You know, yeah. like, why, why are you trying to eat outside at the hottest part how, of the day? How does the placement of the sun where you decided to sit at? And is how is that the restaurant's fault? You know, something completely out of every human being's control. So here's fucking chachis. Here's my personal experience with Yelp. We were working together at Hofbrau. Yes. I had just started working there. I uh, maybe been there like six months or so. But I'm working the lunch shift, and I serve this guy, and he asked me for a shiner. Okay, cool. I ring it in. Jazzy's bartending. Jazzy's been there forever. She knows what a shiner bock is. Yeah. So I see it on the bar. I take it. I take it to the guy. Takes a sip. This isn't shiner. Oh. Um, I'm 
pretty, I'm pretty I'm sure. Like, what, what do you say to a guy that's like <laughs> telling you that Shinerbach is not Shinerbach? Uh, and I'm like, I, sir, I, it, it, I'm sure that it is. And he's like, it's not. He's like, take this back, and I want a Shiner. Identify as Shiner. So I walk into the bar. <laughs> And you remember the bar used to get busy at lunch. Oh, yeah. So man. it was popping. So I'm telling Jazzy about it, and she's like, I don't have time to deal with this. She's like, if you want, you can go pour him one from the outside bar. And that way you was know he thinking that like it, it was the wrong keg on the like he watched you pour it from the tap handle? No, he just he, t- he tasted it and he's like, That's not Shiner. Wow. And so you know what? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I walk out to Beer Garden, I pour a Shiner Bach from Beer Garden, I take it to him, he takes a sip. This isn't Shiner. And this time, I know for a fact it's Shiner. <laughs> yeah. And so I look at him, and I'm like, sir, I guarantee you this is Shiner. I poured this one myself. Yeah. There is absolutely no way that it's not Shiner. <laughs> I pulled the tap handle, put the glass under the nozzle, put my boogers and cum in it, <laughs> and, it <laughs> and here is your Shiner. Yeah. You know, and, and he complained, and he was like, you know what? Take it back. Just give me a Coke. Okay, not even drink. Okay, and, and the GM used to keep up frequently with Yelp reviews. And literally five minutes after that guy paid out and left, he put a Yelp review saying that I didn't know what Shinerbach was. Wow! And that the bartenders there are incompetent because they don't know the difference oh. between Shinerbach and something else. Something. What the? F- yeah. See, that kind of mentality, dude. That's exactly what you're talking. And I remember Jeff came out the office, and not 10 minutes after this dude's gone, he's reading this review to me on his cell phone. And I'm like, this guy was just here. What did Jazzy say? Jazzy was like, well, you know, Jazzy. Yeah. Like, Fuck that guy. I don't have fucking time for this. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I'm just trying to feed my cats when I go home. Yeah. Like, Fuck this. And, and for me, I'm just like, Jeff, I poured that shiner. There's no way it's not shiner. There's no way that we hooked up the wrong kegs. I wonder to what both that guy bars. does. I wonder if if there was like a Yelp for his job, if he would ever done that. <laughs> Watch, he's some like badass food critic, but <laughs> <laughs> if he was a badass food critic, he would know what the hell Shiner tastes like, dude. Yeah, he probably, but I'm yeah. literally like, my mind is blown. I'm like, sort of pass on, yeah, imbeciles, bro, imbeciles, idiots. I can't stand it. All right. Well, let's talk about you travel a lot when you were tour. Yes. Um, you've pretty much been everywhere in the U.S., right? Uh, I've been pretty much everywhere you want to go in the U.S. <laughs> there's there's a few like Wyoming. I've never been through Wyoming, but I've driven through Montana. Not that I stopped in Montana other yeah. than to pee. But, <laughs> you know, you know, like the main places you want to go. I've, I've been pretty much everywhere. What are your you top three favorite cities you've been to? Chicago. Absolutely. Chicago is probably number one for me. I don't know. I think maybe because we had a really good friend that lived there. You know, Aaron Sweat. Yeah. Uh, he was living there at the time. Yeah. And uh, he would always, you know, house us when we were there. We always had a good time. He would take us around the city, take us to all the cool restaurants and show us where the good hot dogs were, where the good deep dish pizza was. I need to do it. You know, he, uh, calling. He showed us this thing called porn and chicken. What? That was one of the craziest experiences I've ever Boogers had. Boogers and porn and chicken. That's what you should name this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's porn, the episode name Boogers right there. And <laughs> porn, porn and chicken. And chicken. <laughs> like, okay, so... Is this an establishment? This, it's, a, it's a pop-up event, and it's at a different bar. It, it was like every third Monday of the month or something like that, and we just happened to be there that night on a night off. We'd <laughs> go out drinking all day. 
And by the end of it, it's just me, Jason, and Aaron that can hang. We have to take everyone back to Aaron's house because they're all wasted. And Jason is like, well, what's there to do on a Monday night? And Aaron's like, porn and chicken. What? And we're like, what are you talking about, dude? And he's like, okay, you, you're you not going to believe it. You just have to go. He's like, if I explain <laughs> it to you, you're not going to believe it. So on the way we're walking, it's like 13 blocks from his place. But you walk everywhere over there. So we're like, fuck it, let's walk. So it takes us about 20 minutes to get there. And he's explaining how it started. It was his bar, little hole-in-the-wall bar, and they used to do – porn and chicken nights and they would throw specials on wings and they would just show porn on all the tvs all night long what and you would just go in there watch porn drink beer and eat cheap wings and that's what it started out as wow and talk about a marketing scheme yeah really cool honestly (laughs) And, and apparently some some party goer or or event guy whatever that was big at the time he he loved the idea so he basically bought the idea from them and turned it into like a massive party. Huh. And so he would house it at different bars throughout the city on every, you know, third Monday of the month, whatever it was, but it was always at different bars. And the way they pay is you have to do coat check. So you go in, coat check for five bucks, and that's basically your cover at the door. Gotcha. But you walk in, all the bartenders are wearing next to nothing. There's strobe lights, there's <laughs> porn, and I'm not talking like This is probably porn. a bang fest, dude, because it's getting all these people hot yeah. and bothered. Dude. They're boozing. You can go to their website. Chicken wings, I'm serious. Dude. Actually, I that encourage get you anyone that's listening know. to this right now, I encourage you to go to Google and Google porn and chicken. Go to images, and as I continue to tell the story, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm but, looking this up right now. Okay. So I'll continue. <laughs> so anyway, you go in there. All the bartenders are dressed in next to nothing. There's strobe lights. There's crazy porn on all the screens. And I, I'm not talking just crazy missionary porn. stuff? Not, not just like. The stuff with the, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This thing looks and like a. Uh, it, it, it's, it's wild, dude. At one point, a guy in a chicken suit comes out, gets on top of the bar, opens up liquor bottles and literally just starts pouring liquor into people's mouths. Oh my gosh. And people are, are girls are, are ending up topless. Oh, All of yeah. a sudden the music is is banging and there's there's fucking glitter cannons going off and it's just it's wild. There's guys making out in the corner, girls making uh, out uh, in the stairwells, yeah. guys and girls making out in every corner of the bar like and they all got their grinder wraps they on. They won't and- let you take out your phones. You cannot take pictures. Oh, it's you one of those kind of take parties. videos. Like it is wild. At one point, a flame girl comes out, like spitting flames and like <laughs> swallowing flames. And oh then a grinder God. girl comes out, and she's got one of those like steel or lead belts, whatever, with a chainsaw. And she is what just like sparks all over the place. At one point, I wonder she, how many health code violations and shit goes down during this. She gets on top of the bar, bends over. So that her stomach is down towards the bar, and she has the the sparks coming out like they're coming out of her ass. What? And a dude comes right behind her and is just getting a face full of sparks. And I'm like, this guy's gonna get sunburned. Like, yeah, dude, this guy's gonna get a piece of shrapnel in his eye. Like, but he is loving it, and he is literally motorboating these sparks that are coming from between her legs. Like, it was. How did this chick figure out this could be lucrative? 
Was she just drunk at a party and did I this have one day? No so idea. Shooting sparks out her ass. It was the most. Cra- it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm telling you. Have you ever How seen? Long was have this? you ever seen Event Horizon? No. Oh, dude, I don't know. You're, one of you're the enlightening me with all these new one things. Of the, the only <laughs> movie that has ever scared me shitless, Event Horizon. But they have a scene where they go to another dimension, and that's what this looks like. <laughs> That's what porn and chicken is. It's, it's another uh, dimension. And they're still doing this, obviously. I mean, they're got to be making money. I would money. hope they still do it. I mean. And this was just on a Monday. This was on a Monday. Yeah. Oh I, had to, I had to call my, my, my oldest brother. On Monday. The next day, I called my brother. And I'm like, I have to tell somebody this story because no someone's got to believe me. You don't like, have I, pictures to read. And I don't have pictures either. to prove it. And literally, <laughs> and I guess I can say this now, but Jason and I, we went with Aaron. And we both had serious girlfriends at the time. And we walk out of there like nobody knows about this. <laughs> nobody can ever find out <laughs> that we those, went you take it to, to the this. Grave things. Yeah. yeah. But now it doesn't matter. We're not with those girls anymore. So fuck it. But yeah. that. Well, the cat's out the bag now. So that's not why Chicago is one of my favorite places. I hope you're. Ne- but, I hope you're but, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of the reasons, though. But it's one of the reasons. But yeah. We always always wow. had a great time in Chicago, <laughs> and the weather's great during the summer. So yeah, you know. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Shit! But top, next city. I don't um, think I've ever asked someone what your favorite city is, and we got we. I heard porn a story and like porn yeah. and chicken, dude. It's it's wild, dude. I can imagine this guy doing this in other cities too. I want to say the last time I talked to Aaron about it, he was saying that it was gonna it was gonna start going mobile. And oh, moving around, and they show you, it shows you the location on an app. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guarantee it, dude. Yeah, if it's, it comes Art, to a city near you, you please, please do yourself a favor and go. It I'm was, pretty sure those bartenders banked, but I wouldn't fucking touch a single dollar. I've experienced a lot of crazy <laughs> things on tour and on the road, and that was by far top, top three, absolutely. Top three, top two, even shit. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like you're in the next thing you know, you're in like an eyes wide shut fucking. Yeah. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, dude, it was wild. So Chicago. Dude. Chicago, New York City is cool. Um I really it like New York like City. So many people. It's just a, like you think melting pot. Like that's what America is. New York City literally is what America is condensed in to a what seven mile wide. 14 mile long island yeah i mean don't quote me on those <laughs> because it's but it is a very small area just that new york packed. city is yeah just jam-packed and it's it's awesome you have the touristy part absolutely which you should go if you've never done it but man the people I had a, there i had a chance to go to new york one time with my family i ended up i was like 18 19 i was working two jobs and i couldn't go I kind of wish I would have quit both those jobs just to go, to be honest. In retrospect now, like I I, I'm never going to get that back. I will say that New York was was the reason why we did our last record the way we did and why we ventured out you know, the way that we did. We saw so many bands in New York City one of the last trips that we took out there that literally were like, we are shit. Like, if we think we're good back home, we are shit compared to everywhere else. I can't like even these imagine. bands. I guess I really don't think about the New York music scene. They, they were. These bands are incredible. I Every like, single they one of them that we saw. They rent like storage sheds. You, you know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even get where they would practice. They underneath bars and restaurants. 
Oh. All the like delivery bays, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like they open up and they go downstairs underneath the restaurant. Yeah. Like that they would rent out places like that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Man, it makes sense. Not too loud. It was, it was, and they could go down there any time of the day. Yeah. Like noise ordinance. I heard there's more rats in New York than there are people. Yeah. A lot of rats. You saw them. You just I saw tons. You just see them run across the, they're just, they're just trying to cross the street like you are, you know, like it's, it's I went to New York and all I got was the plague. (laughs) (laughs) That's still around, bro. But, but man, it's, it's cool. And I, it was not only as an experience, and of course, like I'm, I'm a huge foodie. I won't call myself a critic, but I'm a huge foodie. I love to try the, all the food oh, anywhere yeah. we would go. Um, but I mean, everything there is awesome. And then just, the, just the experience of that one time we were there, seeing all those bands and thinking to ourselves, we need to go back and reevaluate everything yeah, that it is that we do. Showed us up, yeah. Out here. Because if we try to come out here at the time, we were just visiting. We weren't playing in New York. We were just visiting. And um, on tour in the area, Manny had a cousin there. So we were like, you know what? Let's go visit him. We're off for a couple of days. Let's go stay with him in Brooklyn. So he showed us around. and Drove up? Yeah. We literally just were like, we need to go home, reevaluate what it is that we're doing, what we're doing, how we write, what we write, the way in which we do it, everything. The last album's been phenomenal. I appreciate that. Thank you. That had a lot to do with it. New York City had a lot to do with that. Well, it definitely felt like it was just levels. You're all in just you had a new sound, a whole different sound, but it was still y'all, which was cool. Yeah, um, I listened to that album when it very first came out so much, bro. Um, but then I lost it when I wrecked that car. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the CD player, and I think the CD player. I don't know if I could even get it out. Well, it's on Spotify. If any, if anybody wants to check it out, uh, Hydra Melody on Spotify. Our album Nocturna. That's the latest one that we did i think it was 2015 I think it's that we on released iTunes it. as well i think it is on itunes also yeah, i think i got on apple music after yeah good stuff man um have you all been practicing anything new writing anything new um i have i mean bobby and i we write together quite a, quite a bit as of lately too we've been writing together a lot um a few things of hydra-esque have have come out but i'm not really writing for anything in particular right now i'm trying to uh find my my passion again if if you will yeah not to say that i lost it but i misplaced it somewhere i think i like that <laughs> you know no i felt like that too recently with my guitar playing and i picked up the guitar the other day just to force myself to play and i was like man i want to have that burning feeling like that desire to be like i want to play this as long as every second i got it's like the best thing i can describe it as it's like it's like you're trying to leave your house and you can't find your keys yeah. And you're looking everywhere for your keys. Like, you know you didn't lose them. They're, yeah. they're somewhere here in the apartment. That's an awesome metaphor. But you have to find them in mm-hmm. order to go do whatever it is that you want to do. And I think that's where I'm at right now, personally, with, with music in general. Not only writing, but just even as a listener. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking for my keys. I, well, I feel like... A- I've been forcing myself to listen to uh, what got me into music in the first place, and like Led Zeppelin is hands down. I think incredible. The the, the collective of four guys, I think, one of the greatest bands ever. Absolutely, like, I take them over the Beatles, and a lot of people we have arguments about that. But well, I, I won't argue with you because I I love these ki- types of conversations. I'm a huge Zeppelin fan, but 
I was a Beatles fan first. See, I was a Beatles fan later, and I still don't even consider myself a true fan of them. I but could I, I could them. name you every song. I could sing you any. See, no, like, I that's like it is for for Zeppelin. That's how I'm. I read all their biographies. I mean, their tour manager's book, like everything. But, but I, at the same time, granted, they are a little bit of the same era. The Beatles were more in their later era when when Zeppelin really started hitting out, it, yeah. and um, but they're kind of two completely different genres of that classic rock era. They I. Beatles are more the songwriters and more pop. I think Zeppelin, I think Zeppelin is the first true heavy metal. Absolutely, Zeppelin taught people that that you don't have to to wrap your song in a in a nice little package and yeah. put a bow on top. And they would have bridges that they would only play once. Or yeah, songs that had no chorus. The musicianship <laughs> it's alone. So weird. I mean, the the technicality in the, oh, the yeah. musicianship alone. Just John Bonham alone. I mean, he literally. Uh, changed the way people played drums. How fast they used a bass pedal, yeah. everything. And what's crazy about him was, you know, he was a recruit from Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones. So Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones were both successful already. Yeah. John Paul Jones, you know, he was a very popular studio musician. And then Jimmy Page was coming out from the Yardbirds. Yardbirds. And yeah. when they were scouting, people didn't want John Bonham in their band because he played too loud. But he would fucking line the inside of his drums up with aluminum just to make it louder. Oh, but man. they liked his aggression, so they they got him. My my favorite thing about John Bonham is, and I, granted, I don't know if this is true, but things that I've I've heard in documentaries, read in in books, um, when they used to record his drums, they just used to put two mics a couple feet away on the ground in front of his bass drum, and that was it. He hit so hard and played so loud that they were able to pick everything up <laughs> with just those two mics on the ground and a That's unbelievable. Like, incredible. And you think, you, you hear those drums on records, and oh, to think iconic. that that's the way they were doing it? Jesus. I think it's when the levee breaks. That one, they oh. did in a stairwell. It was like a 10-story building or something. They were on, like, the fifth floor and they in the stairwell, and they had one mic on top, one mic on bottom, and you just had this unreal reverb. Oh, that natural reverb? You can't... Yeah. Like that you can't mimic that. There's no plug-in or anything that it gives you chills. It's just yeah. it's that natural feeling. Ugh, I love it. I do think Beach Boys, Brian Wilson for production value. Oh, absolutely. Some of the stuff like the Beatles did, I guess, on like Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper's change. is literally one of. I mean, and this is me being a huge Beatles fan, but I think. If if you disagree, I I get it, but at the same time, I don't think anybody can deny the fact that Sgt. Pepper's was a revolutionary record when it came to production. Yes, maybe if you I don't agree with the, the songwriting, five. if you don't like the songs, that's one thing. But production value alone, yeah. what revolutionized what people did and how people thought about recording. Yep, especially back in that day when when they had really had to. Then they were just using sounds no one ever... I mean, top five. But since I'm not a huge Beatles fan, I can't say it's one of my top five favorite albums. Yeah. But I'll say top five most influential. Absolutely. It still is till this day. I mean, it's it's still at top of the charts and on sales. Like, it, Yeah, that's true. And then... Same thing with Dark Side of the Moon. Dark I mean, Side of the Moon. Shit, now we're... Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. I mean, Zeppelin Four to me is a perfect album. I think going to California... Battle of Evermore, rock and roll, 
Four Sticks, Black Dog, all incredible. Going to songs. California, <laughs> <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. It just doesn't stop. No. Seven of missing one more when the levee breaks. No, I don't know. Fool in the Rain's always been one of my favorites. I know it's not that record, but that's a great one. It's it's just again the drums. Oh, yeah. I mean that the bottom shuffle. That's so. I mean, starting off as a piano player, what got you into playing guitars though? Because uh, I feel like that's a whole different passion. When you truth start be told, guitars. Billy Joe from Green Day. Really? Yeah. I used to spend my summers watching MTV. Back when MTV was really Had MTV. Music. It was only music videos and that was it. Maybe mornings. every now and then you'd get rock and jock basketball, you know? But <laughs> but this is yeah. this was like literally just music videos. And my parents, they would work all day and they'd leave me and my brother just to watch MTV music. They knew that we were just glued to it. Yeah. And so they were like, order a pizza, do not turn the oven or the stove on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, don't do anything stupid. I still shouldn't be able to turn the stove on. Yeah, sometimes. I love to cook, though. I've, I've passed out boiling water. Like This was back when I lived in medical. almost burned the whole place down. I, d- I remember that. I remember that happening. I, I ruined you, many You were living with Andy at the time, right? <laughs> yes, I remember dude. this story. Oh, God. His yeah. girlfriend got so mad at me, too. I'm pretty sure the apartment smelled for like a week, Bad. too. It was horrible, dude. Yeah. I can't believe sometimes when I think about the places I lived with all the roommates, how many people sometimes were in that place constantly. Oh, we had yeah. a three-bedroom. With three of us, plus three of our girlfriends, plus all our friends, it was like there was nine people in that house all the time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I did it. Remember when you lived there? Um, Wait, the, the, Bandera. Yes, Bandera. I actually like if, – if I didn't – if my patio wasn't next to where the dog shat, I would have <laughs> liked that apartment a lot more. That was good time. I kind of feel like you feel now. I mean, I, I've got right now three roommates, so there's four of us. Two of them, Zach's got a got a steady girlfriend, but um, Stephen, somewhat, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what you, <laughs> the, the Slayer. The Slayer. Uh, <laughs> I hope nobody listens to this. No, I'm kidding. I, I hope everyone listens to this. But um, uh, but yeah, dude, there's always people at the house. Yeah. Always people at the house, and and not that it's a bad thing, but. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, too, where, like, damn, dude, I wish I could just come home to just nobody. Qu- yeah. See, yeah. I, after having all those roommates, man, I counted, it was something like, I lived with, like, 15 different people in, like, six years, or something like that, and I was like, you know what, it's going to be a lot tougher, paying rent by myself, but I got to do it, and then I ended up getting, like, robbed really bad by a friend of mine, and uh, I just kind of didn't trust anyone anymore. Yeah. Um. Now the ladies live. The lady has lived with me for about a year now, but it's it's nice like building a little something together. So I don't know. I, I don't know if if I did go back to being single though, which God, you know, I don't want anything to happen to us. I love my relationship. I'm in, but if I ever did go back to being single, I would get a little five hundred dollar efficiency, dude. Get snipped straight up, like. I, if I don't have kids, like, in the next couple of years, I'm, I'm never doing it. And then uh, I would be a degenerate. I keep I keep telling myself, because my dad <laughs> was 35 up. when I was born. I keep telling myself, I'm like, yeah, dude, 35. Like, I've got time. But the more and more I say that, the closer and closer I'm getting to 35. And I'm like, shit. Like, dude, I either so have hard. to do it soon or maybe I just shouldn't at all. I know. And, like, you know, like I don't my know. whole life people are like, don't get a vasectomy yet because you don't know you're going to want one. And I've wanted a vasectomy since I was, like, 20 years old. 
and now it's at a point where uh, the older I get, the more people keep telling me, and I'm like, well, you said this was going to happen, and now I'm fucking 29 years old, and I still feel how I did nine years ago. Yeah, I, yeah. It, I mean, I've been in and out of relationships, a couple of, like, really serious ones, where, you know, I, th- I had the thought to myself, like, okay, this is the person I'm probably going to end up with, I'm going to have kids with, you know. But the more times I become single, the more I'm just like, yeah, I don't Starts know if that's breaking it down. Maybe a little I bit. should just stay single. I'm, I'm think I'm better off that way. You know, get a dog. Hey, um, get a dog and some peanut butter. Yeah. And just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never done that. But Sorry, I've never done that either. But I don't you know. know. The way you're looking around. On uh, is anybody listening? You sure, it's been happening in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> This happened in a bar in Chicago. Porn and peanut butter. Porn and peanut butter. It works. No, I've, no I, I love bar. animals. I'd never do anything like that. But, you know, you hear, you hear comedians make jokes about it. You hear people talk about it. It's definitely, I've it's had just, friends do it. They've told me 100%. And they weren't saying it to be funny because usually you wouldn't even want to admit to that. But they Yeah, no, it. you would never yeah. want to. They did. And it was disgusting, but. You'd be, it's, it's yeah. funny. I'm not going to name names, but. It is funny to I'll me. just say how all open of us some people know. can be. <laughs> Yeah, I. It's I mean, funny I understand because I'm pretty open to people I don't even know. Same, same. I kind of an open book too, but there's some things that some people tell me that I'm like, why would you ever tell anybody that? Like, I, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't, I don't know if I'm glad that you told me, but I, wh- wh- why? Uh, you know, like I know, could have gone without knowing that. I think having my girlfriend has been nice because without her, I wouldn't have much of a private life, but it's healthy for me to keep things private. And she doesn't like being filmed or posted on. Like, she doesn't like that. So having someone like that is pretty good. It no, keep, and that, it keeps that's, me a little balanced. That's actually respectable, and I, that's cool that you said that because I, I never really realized it. But, yeah, that is kind of like when you are in a relationship, like, that's that's your thing. Yeah. You know, that is – that's for you and nobody else. I've like, definitely that's... been like in relationships where we were both like prolific posters of on like Instagram and you know things like that. And they're both you know we both like social media, but I, I don't think it's as healthy as when someone likes to keep those kind of things private. No, absolutely. No, you're totally right about I that. I mean, I still talk about like masturbating on a podcast, obviously. Oh yeah, but to, I mean, but... who doesn't masturbate? Let's be real. I think well, as a guy, it never stops mate. Like, it, there's times I rub one out when I don't even feel sexually. Yeah, lit. yeah. I just like I gotta dispose of what's in me right now. It's just now. part of a routine kind of thing. Like, uh, fuck, I'm about to take a shower. Might as well. I don't know why. Yeah, you're just like, ah. Like, exactly. Well, because I heard if you don't dispose of it, that's how you have wet dreams. Because your it's your body's way of releasing too much semen. I don't think I've ever gone long enough to find out <laughs> so no I, I don't think so either it's kind of like uh i did it when i was like 12 and i never looked back <laughs> yeah that's pretty much like damn you mean i can do this and it's like, yeah okay so, i all think right. the very first time oh my gosh this is so embarrassing uh you the can't go first, back now i know um dude do you remember this show called uh <laughs> dinotopia or something it was basically like, I don't even know what the fuck, dude. It was like some show with like CGI dinosaurs and actors that they lived in like this dinosaur world. I don't fucking know, dude. All I know is there's a, a girl on there who's like a dino princess. Not like she was part dinosaur. She was just like 
some hot looking. Uh, she was human amongst dinosaurs. Yeah, and she looked like a Khaleesi kind of. Okay. Like you know, this is kind of Game of Thrones ish. Yeah, well, a Khaleesi that was riding, I guess, a Stegosaurus instead of dragons. No, not no, that. No, no, no. Dinosaurs was weird. Hey, but let's be real. The daughter was hot. I mean, and dinosaurs. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit that people that get into that end up doing like hentai, all that anime stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what do they call them? furries? Furries. I dude, that is so weird, dude. That's that shit's weird to me, dude. Like, I think people would like. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, a lot of people have like foot fetishes and stuff, but like to me, I'm so basic. Like, I think feet are nasty. Like I would never want one touching my dick, but I'm I'm a basic lover, bro. I'm not too crazy, dude. Uh, I think I'm really good at getting it, but I'm bad at giving it. <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes That's down hilarious. to. Dude. That's hilarious. That's what it comes down to, dude. I don't know, man. Like, I don't I don't think I'm into anything like like you're not really weird. like grossly weird, you know. But but I'm I'm definitely like into some out of the norm shit. Like I, you know like. Like fuck, like I could rough, fucking, you know. Okay. There's 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 shit little, that's like his bad boy show. Yeah, dude. I I mean I just, I just kinda, I just like it all, you know. I don't I don't want to <laughs> go too far, but you know. This is why porn and chicken was your favorite, dude. Porn and chicken was cool, man. Did you learn some new stuff? Uh, or were you just surprised there was a community? I that was big? just surprised that this was even a thing. <laughs> like it was wild, dude. Okay, and it's funny too because I, I don't know why this made me think of it, but at the end of it, they turn on all the lights and they just kick everybody out. Go what? get your jackets and get the fuck out. Right? Dicks hanging out. No, okay, it's not like dicks hanging out, but there's definitely titties everywhere. But okay, so there's there's a girl walking out, and we're all like trying to wait for each other to. Group I feel up, like it's how people get raped after that. All I don't these people know. are just so sprung. Maybe. But me, Jason, and Aaron are kind of like walking through the crowd to get to each other. We finally meet up, and there's this girl walking towards us, and her, her titty is like flopped out. <laughs> but it's like because of the way her bra is, like her titty looks like super like it's like pushed up into the titty so it's like disjointed. flat and just Ugh. like it doesn't even look right like the nipples tucked <laughs> underneath like it just it looks weird right so i feel obligated i feel tuck. obligated to like let her know so she's walking by and i'm like hey hey girl you, you, hey <laughs> i'm not gonna be creepy hey girl you, red you, flag your titties out <laughs> And it's funny because I said it like that, and I don't know why because like, I don't talk like that. <laughs> but I was like, "Hey, girl, your titties out." Like an old school. And she looks at me Robert. and she goes, "Yeah," and then just walked right. Didn't fix it. Just yeah, and just uh, walked. She on. was and a I'm yes. Like, she was a yaw girl, dude. And like yas, a shot yeah. girl. Let's take shots, yas. <laughs> God, dude, is it, you ever been like around someone like a girl so dumb? <sighs> That you, Too many. you lost your sexual drive. Yeah. That's yeah. happened to me. I've been out on a date before with someone. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. But she was so dumb. I was like, I don't, you should never procreate. I can't even be a part of this situation. I had a girl over at my house one time. And luckily, we knew what it was. And so we handled it before it got annoying. But we're, we're laying in my bed watching TV and just talking and I swear I've never heard anybody say the struggle is real more <laughs> times in 30 minutes than this girl. She probably said it at least 50 or 60 times. Oh my gosh, dude. I this, would go like insane. after everything, the struggle's real. 
move on to the next. The struggle's real. Like, like you here, can't struggle you that a- hard. No. I literally was like, I'm getting you an Uber. Like, Kids in leave. Indonesia picking Kratom don't even say the struggle's real, and they work like 15 hours a day. I was so annoyed. Guarantee it. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that saying, okay? Like, okay, if you're going to say the struggle's real, okay, I've said it. Like, that's fine. But she said it so many it's so times I know and so some, frequently. I know a female that says struggle's real a lot, and I, I seriously doubt it's the same person. I, I, don't know. I hope it's not the same person. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we're Eskimo brothers on many levels, and I'm just going to not acknowledge it. I, I'm pretty sure, too. <laughs> I was actually thinking that on the way here, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll save that for another conversation. Yeah, San Antonio's very uh it's a large pond, but you know, some of these are pretty hyper fish. Very these fish get around. Hofbrow alone, I guess. Oh dear lord. Yeah. We'll, oh, just, we'll just stop there. So I think we were trying to figure out when we met each other, and I knew your brothers before, but I do remember you called me when you were working at this one bar and you wanted yeah. a new job and Next thing you know, we were working together. Yeah, I mean, I we've, known each other, we've known of each other for a long time. And we all had, you know, mutual friends and everything. We went to the same parties. A lot of the time, probably don't even remember seeing each other in the same room at that no. time in, in my life. But and I kind of um, knew everyone in your band. Well, not everyone, but everyone had, like, certain, like, your two brothers. I have a different relationship with both of them. I know Bobby. Him and I were friends on our own little thing. Uh it's weird how we all kind of came together on that, though. Um, but yeah, when when I got that job at Hofbrau, that's that's when we really started kicking it. Yeah, yeah. I would I was over at your place quite a bit. Yeah, when I was living off Bandera. It was fun, uh, jamming and whatnot. Yeah, at the at the time, Andy was recording rappers. Yeah, it was interesting. Never thought I'm gonna have a kids one day and be like, yeah, yeah. Or I'm a grandkids. I'm like, your grandpa used to record rappers <laughs> in Texas. He's doing pretty yeah. good, man. He's, Andy's he doing does great. some really cool stuff. He made some videos for us at our last show that came out really good. It was Jack's Patio, I think, right? Yeah. That was an awesome show. I was so happy because I missed a lot of them, so it was good to go out there and see y'all. And missed the one I really wanted to go see was, I think it was y'all with Zeus and Lonely Horse. Was that yeah. a show? Yeah. God, I missed that one. That that was a pretty cool show, man. There was a lot of people there. That ticket cool. is so awesome. Lonely Horse, Carlton Zeus, Hydromotley. That's awesome. So, uh, you and Bobby writing right now. Do you have like a side project, a name, or is it y'all just get y'all have written before together too? So, oh yeah, I mean Bobby was pretty one natural. Of the, the members and ready to fail, and then when uh, Hydromotley came around, he was a really crucial part of that. Um, so yeah, I f- I feel super comfortable with Bobby and. Uh, I think I can say that he does with me as well, which is why we we write so much together. Um, I don't know. Like I said, there's a few Hydra-esque things. Most of it is just kind of whatever we feel like writing today. Bobby will show me a beat or show me a loop that he's made, or he'll just be like, do you have any ideas? And I'm like, not really, but I can make one. And we'll just come up with a progression or start with a bass line or just start with a drum beat and just whatever happens with it just happens. Organic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's cool because it it, it keeps it fresh because I'm so used to the way that Hydra would write where we would start writing one song and we wouldn't really move on until we were finished. Even if it took three or four practices to finish 
that song. Yeah, it can be frustrating too if you're not you know, switching it up. You and it gets it kills the fun of yeah, like you jamming. Feel, I mean, that's yeah, that's why all of us did this. You was, already feel unfun walking into that third rehearsal knowing that you're gonna work on that same song yeah. that frustrated you. It feels the first more like two a rehearsals. job than yeah, a passion. And so I think right now what we're trying to do is just create as many ideas as we can, and then eventually we'll start. Knocking the uh, ideas is that out. Help, is that, as you say, is that helping you find your keys? I think so. I th- yeah, my keys are somewhere in my house. And but you're having fun again. I'm having I'm having fun, just fiddling right now. Yeah, you know, and and so I know the shows are fun because you have packed. Crowds oh yeah, I mean, I, I always lyrics. that's one of my biggest passions is performing and being in front of the people, and you know that's that's the part that I really enjoy um, writing also too, but. Like I said, for the for the writing part and my love of music in general, um, I'm really kind of looking for my passion again. What What was the largest crowd you ever played in front of? Six thousand. Six thousand sold out Atlanta at the Tabernacle. Damn! What tour was that? Third Eye Blind. How was that? I I remember when y'all went. That was a huge tour. That was a huge tour for us. That was cool, man. That was. That how, was really cool. How are the members? Were they pretty cool? They're all really cool. The singer is intense. He's probably the only living rock star ever, like, still. That you've like, met? That I've met, yeah. Like, when you think of the way these people are portrayed, yeah. even in the most drastic sense, that's him. Really? Have you ever seen the movie Rockstar? Yes. With Mark Wahlberg? Yes. You know, he's in that movie. Something Dragon or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold Dragon? Uh, Not Gold Dragon. Something, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, wow, I haven't seen that in a long time, actually. But Stephen Jenkins, the singer of Third Eye Blind, he's in that movie. Okay. he's You know that scene where Mark Wahlberg shows up to their rehearsal space and that other guy is singing? Yeah. That's Stephen Jenkins. Okay. So the, the yeah. cover band that replaces Mark Wahlberg, Stephen Jenkins is that singer. And they have that small conversation in that room. Yep. And then a couple scenes later, they, they get into that fight in that parking lot. He's really like that. Like, he's, he's not acting in that movie. Like, that's, that's his persona. How he is, huh? That's really how he is. He talks like this. <laughs> like, very California. And, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. it's wild, dude. It's wild. And, like, I, I don't mean to, like, talk badly of the guy. Because he's, he is nice. He's the last of a dying breed. Very much last of a dying breed. He is the nicest asshole you're ever going to meet. The nicest asshole. It's anyway. it's it's like he asks you nice questions and he's like genuinely asking you things, but he says them so condescendingly. And oh, I don't think I don't yeah. think he tries. I think that's just the way he is. And his voice and everything too. Like the first time it. I met him, I'm I'm making a tea in the common area of the dressing rooms and stuff, and I feel somebody tap on my shoulder, and I turn around and he's he's quite a bit taller than I am, so I'm like looking up at him. And he has this like cocked hip to the side, like arm oh on it, gosh. like you know what I mean. Yeah. And he looks at me and he's like, "How are you fitting in?" Oh my god! And I'm dude. like, I, I don't really understand the question. And I'm like, uh, I'm I'm sorry, what? And he's like, "How are you fitting in? Is everybody treating you okay?" Oh man. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the band is great. We met everybody. We met the crew. Like everyone's been really cool. It's we've only been here for a couple of hours, but yeah, man, it's 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 pretty cool. And he's like, good. And then he just turns around and walks off. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just yeah. smoke like a fucking straight dove. up genuinely asking me how we were fitting in to but cool. How's your but, burger? But I couldn't help but feel seems like you don't like it. But very like condescending in a way. Like, yeah. but and that's how he talked to everybody. That guy is so far down the rabbit hole, bro. Oh, Guaranteed. absolutely. I had conversations. We went on so that particular tour that we went on. They did a six week tour and they took three different bands for two weeks at a time. And we d- were one of the bands that went for two weeks. And we ended up linking up with a- another band that did the same thing. They were called Team out of Dallas. And we did a small tour with them after, shortly after we both went on tour with Third Eye Blind. And me and the singer, Caleb, we, we t- had a, a conversation about him. And kind of one of those things, it's like, do you think that that's how he's always been and that's who he really is? Or do you think he's just kept up this persona so long that he, thinks that he almost just forgot like how to not do it? Maybe, bro, because that you know, can happen. I mean, human beings, we are kind of like chameleons. Like, I've lived with roommates before that I just started speaking like them. Oh, yeah. Drinking their kind of beer. Yep. You know? Uh, it's weird. I'm literally drinking your beer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lone Star Light, the national beer of Texas. There's a sponsor right there. It's oh, delicious. man. I will tell you, the people at Lone Star is so cool. One time I posted on Instagram, I just had hashtag Lone Star, and it was a can. I think y'all saw it with some of my Lone Star stuff when I was living in uh, off Bandera, and literally they slid into my DMs, dude, after a picture of a Lone Star Light tall boy when I was fishing. And they're like, hey, you want some Lone Star fishing stuff? And I was like, is this for real? And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, we're going to send one of our people out there, and they'll hook you up. Guy came, give me, I guess, you know, PBR owns them also, so they gave me PBR, like hemp tote bags, koozies, a metal Lone Star sign. We're all for free. And then the guy was like, yeah, just keep drinking our beer, man. So cool. I, I will. I will keep drinking your beer. Yep. Absolutely. Because Bud Light, Miller Light, no one's ever done that shit for me. And I've been in this bar industry for a long time, and it's really rare to see someone really go down grassroots with the people and just tell them thank you. Coca-Cola ain't going to fucking call you until he thinks for drinking Coca-Cola. No, you didn't. No, not at all. No, they're going to make you pay for a fucking hat. forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Collector's edition. Oh, you want a bottle with your name on it? Yeah, you could search for months. Or we could yep. just, you could buy one from our website. Yep. We could just make it for you. We'll mail it out. <sighs> At 10 times the cost. Yep. And you pay for shipping. Yep. And do you ever tell the difference between Mexican Coke? My girl it says, she swears it's different. Oh, it's completely different. I guess I can't tell the difference. Maybe I need to actually do it side by side. You should. You should. I mean, I, I've never done the side by side, but for me, the Mexican Cokes, they just, they taste fresher. They, they taste more real. I don't even know how to explain it. But is they're it using those corn syrup, or is it no? They're, they're real cane sugar. Everything in the United States is sweetened with with high fructose corn syrup, yeah. and it it has this. I mean, it's it's fake, you yeah. know. And uh, this uh, these Mexican cokes, like you can really taste the. So my girl's all about realness. those. She likes Topo Chico's. I'm I love obsessed. Topo Chico. Like, I get soda water, I guess. Like, if I'm going out, especially if I'm not drinking, I'll get, like, a soda water and lime. Just because it feels, it's also, like, you're tricking your brain into, like, oh, you know, I have something. and It's kind of tasty. But the Topo Chico, like, burned my throat, bro. I call it, I call it spicy water. Spicy like, <laughs> as I do. I'm like, oh, I love spicy water. Like, oh, I don't know. What, it's just, it's so good. It's so refreshing. Especially when it's ice cold and you get that like sensation of it being like almost too cold to drink, and it's so carbonated that it burns. Yeah, it's like I, 
Maybe it's I like just a beer like at Twin Peaks, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's so cold, like burn my throat. Oh yeah. You ever had like their? Hold up, one second. All right, I got, I gotta, I gotta ask you a question about this alter ego, bro. I think I was on Snapchat and I saw you ranting, like a Chicano way, <laughs> hardcore, dude. I, yeah. How did this start? Was this one of those too many beers one night, or do you have like an this uncle? Is, this is absolutely a too many beers one night story, but I get, I have to give you know due diligence uh my my cousin and his friends ready revolution okay yeah i've been naming too many names here but i don't care uh they they moved up to nashville i didn't know those cousins yeah uh the drummer kevin is my cousin what yeah. i did not know that um but uh that's awesome they came down here a couple of you know month or so it was like back in april or something like that and they were doing this thing that i thought was so funny and it's this they just it's this <laughs> accent that they do like a like a super sad cholo mexican <laughs> and i think that was the ingredient i was forgetting it was that it's sad yeah <laughs> it's, it's, that makes he's it like funnier. a sad guy and he's like what the fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> like, like why are you going to do that what the fuck you know <laughs> and they just they kept doing it and they had a specific scenario, which is theirs, so I'm not, I won't go into that one. But I, I, one day, I, just, I was really drunk one night, and I just started talking like that. And I just started like... It looked like you could not not be that dude. <laughs> you were like, it, it, it took you over. I just, we were at You're the like, bar, hey, fool. and I just kept going, hey, hey, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fool, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? See, I feel like being from San Antonio, I've definitely heard people like that in yeah, real life. Yeah, of course, of course. And I think that's where it stemmed from because, they, I mean, they're, they're in Nashville now, so I'm pretty sure... Oh, you they know, don't get it as much. They don't get it nearly as much. And they, they were probably talking about, you know, things about San Antonio and whatever, and it just probably happened. But for me, one night, I just kind of took that a little too far, and I just started... Do you have a name for this alter ego? <laughs> so <laughs> I, initially, I didn't. But I was I was coming up with different scenarios and different ways to use the voice and whatever, and I came up with this idea that somebody asked him like, you know, well one time in the in the pen when I when I spent some time in the pen, they used to call me cucumber because I keep it cool. <laughs> I would walk through the mess hall and they say, "Orale, cucumber." <laughs> Pepino, dude. And his best friend is Cheeseburger. Cheese oh my gosh. His best friend's name is Cheeseburger. <laughs> Cucumber and Cheeseburger. I know a Cheeseburger, but he talks like this. <laughs> He's from uh, Arkansas, dude. Bobby's my Cheeseburger. <laughs> your Cheeseburger and your I'm Cucumber. Your Cucumber. Yeah. There and you go. Because I keep it cool. But don't <laughs> piss me off. Because I get salty. You call me pickle. <laughs> Oh, dude, I love it. But I mean, there's so many things that I I didn't I didn't mean for it to happen. I just it just happened. I was talking like that, and I couldn't stop talking like that one oh, night, dude. Yeah, and it just a scenario got brought up. And what, what the video stems from is, I was like, what if the guy's actually like really smart, and he's at like this poetry slam? Oh my god! And the the I video is him doing an intimate reading. Of Post Malone, <laughs> I fall apart. Like that's what the video is, and he's oh like, my gosh. "I fall apart." You know, <laughs> holding back tears. Yeah, I fall apart. All the uh, damn jewelry I bought. <laughs> all the damn jewelry. I had a voiceless. My, 
you know, he's like uh, he's like this kind of like uh, Eastern European kind of, you know, you get it, you got it. But I would work with this guy, Vegas, you know, and we could do this behind the bar. And people would think it's our voice, you know, and you'd say shit like, you get it, like you either dick pull or dick squeezer in this world, you know. <laughs> and we would do it so much. I would We would work eight hours and not break character, bro. Damn. See, that's real. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do it. I'd have to maybe just walk around my house talking like that all day before I had the confidence to I go know. just do it. But it, it, I feel like you're not again. You know, I feel like you're getting enough air to your brain when you're doing that voice. Like, hey. Oh, you got to You got to tighten up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to get real tight with it. <laughs> but, but you got to get real tight. Yeah. With it. I can feel my brain squeezed, <laughs> but not like, oh, I don't, it's, it's rare at this point. And I think that was only like a month ago, but it's rare at this point that I, that I don't get drunk and that doesn't happen. Like I start talking. Hey, you like know that. what? That's a good thing though because you could get drunk and try to freestyle. And that's yeah. I'd... I did that for too long. It was horrible. It's <laughs> embarrassing now. I think back on it. So there's worse things you could do. This that's is true. Way. But people probably look at me and they're like, "What the? What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> See, like yours is funny that they can laugh. They're laughing at me and it wasn't because it was good. So. There you go. I like it though. So yeah, cucumber that's, that's in the cu- house, dude. Cucumber. cucumber and cheeseburger in the house, dude. Chilling, dude. Uh, yeah, it's it's dumb, but I've actually thought about like putting some more thought into it and doing like like YouTube videos. You know, yeah. like I don't know. I mean, people do the dumbest things now. It's like you, what, you, know you what? do one minute videos on Instagram. Try my hand at it. Make little thirty second episodes, minute yeah. episodes, and think out a little uh, scenario. And I thought of one that would be super cool, like. Is obviously on his. He's like being filmed, like in the kitchen, and he just looks at the camera and he goes, "Oh, I didn't see you there." You know, like <laughs> like welcome. You know, just like, like the office yeah. staring at the camera. I don't know, man. I've, I've put a little thought into it, but I, I don't know. I think you I'm, should. I'm do no it. comedian. I like. I don't know. It sounds like you got bits ready here, though. Man. I do. I have. I've. I've got a few, but you're already on stage. You know, this is true. You used and to be. I wonder if that's a different pressure, though, right? Probably, but it's. I'd imagine it's it's one of those where your validation comes very quickly because if people aren't laughing, then you know, yeah, you know, like, hey, okay, something's wrong here. But if people are laughing, then okay, you know what? The the validation and and I'd imagine whatever nerves you would get would settle quickly (laughs) once. Fuck it. Fuck it though. Um, Yeah, then you probably get like. Then you start rolling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, then it's you, you become the character. It's you're on stage. You're yeah. And you know, it's funny. But um, also, you're by yourself. Like with a band, you have other people there backing you up, kind of. Yeah, and that's something that I've I've never really tried to do. But people are always like, "Oh, you should just do acoustic sets. Like, why don't you go play for four hours at this bar and and make some money?" And I'm like, "Cause I don't, I don't know. I like my band behind me." Yeah. Like, and there's people that have been like, oh, well, your band's your crutch. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not It's not that. It's just. Who the fuck would say your band's your crutch? The people would say, oh, you like you hide behind the band. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm, I'm very much in front of the band. You know, like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, lead singer over here, dude. I, I, I don't know. It's. I feel like that's people who don't like other successful bands would say some shit like that. Probably. You're. It doesn't make any thinking sense. Thinking back, you're probably absolutely right. Uh, like a shitty Yelp review. I just said probably, oh, absolutely you right. You've I don't heard think music? that makes sense. Oh, your title, your your opinion means everything now. Yeah, if, but it's just not what I do. Like I don't play covers. Like I don't, you know, not to talk down on anybody that does. It's just not what I do. Yeah. And 
maybe eventually one of these days when when the band's all said and done if it gets to that point or you know i'm pushing 50 and just want to try something and make some extra cash fuck it maybe i'll try it but right now it just doesn't seem like something that i want to do yeah well that's good don't you know waste your time doing it then. yeah you know you know what lane you want to be in that's what matters that's what's important yeah getting better too i know what i want to do i know what i don't want to do yeah I know more so what I don't want to do than it's what I want It's almost like do, relationships but. now. It's like if you date another girl, you're going out and you're going to date a girl, you kind of know what you like, what you don't like. True. Finger but there is the there butt. is a moment of like figuring each other out. You know? Yeah. That's like, usually, that's always fun. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, you're right. Like you go out and you start talking to a girl because it's something that you like. You know what you do like. You know what you don't like. Obviously, if you're going to talk to somebody multiple times, go out with them more than once obviously you like that person and something is some in that avenue of what you like. Mm -hmm. However, once you start dating somebody, that's, you know, you, you start learning things about each other and there is very much that, that initial, this really isn't who I am, but it's kind of like a, a tamed version of who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a little, not white lies, but you have to put on some kind of facade at first, and then you, you and then the, the, the real comes out later. dumps in front of them with the door open. Yeah, yeah. I told you I was like this. <laughs> you can't change me. Uh, Don't look at me. That's. Oh, that's but, so true, though. It's but yeah, you know, but you try to find common ground. Exactly, exactly. And everyone kind of plays that game. I don't know what I don't know what the dating scene's like now because I've been in a relationship so long now that I I never had a Tinder. It's awful. I never had a Tinder. I never had it's Bumble. Horrible. It's a whole different world. It's I wouldn't awful. know what to do if I if I became single tomorrow. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know if I get a Tinder app. Is that what people? I mean, is that can you actually find real relationships on that, or is it just hookups? Like, I do have a couple at the bar I work at where they met on Bumble, and I just recently found this out. I thought they've been together for a long time, like the way they interact with each other, the chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry. Like, they're super cool people individually, and together they're awesome. Like, you know, and I thought they've been together for years. Turns out they've only been together for like five or six months, and they met on Bumble. Wow. And I'm like. Okay. Maybe is Bumble this does like work. less of a hookup and more? Uh, or is it all just kind of the it same? Is, I mean, it, it just depends on the person because I've mm. I've done both. And do they yeah. do they rank you like a fucking Uber? <laughs> no. Although that would be fucked up if they could, because that would be funny as shit. This though. dude came weak. Yeah. Fucking one star. Because the last girl, I'd have been like zero stars. This girl's crazy. Don't. Ever. I imagine though, because I feel like getting catfished is like. I've been catfished before. Well, okay. Not oh, that I was catfished. I need to hear this. Not that I was catfished, but the pictures had to have been super old because it definitely was the girl. That's for sure. Was she? She was just a. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she was still holding that freshman thirty. You know, gotcha. one. You know, I guess the pictures were pre-college and. Now they're like, yeah. I had I had met her and I knew it was her, but I was like, damn, you don't oh look anything like your pictures <laughs> now. Yeah, and it's really funny too. Dude. It's, it's, it doesn't end there. I'm not I'm not like an asshole. 
you know, so I wasn't. <laughs> when someone has to say that, <laughs> maybe I'm validating myself at this point. I'm an, I'm like Stephen Jenkins. I'm the nicest asshole you're ever going to meet. Right. There you go. But and you know what's funny is I've said this before and I just realized it. But I'm like a bleached asshole. You know what I mean? Like, like. I've never heard this. Okay, what? Like, I'm like I'm like good. I'm I'm better than a than a not bleached asshole. You know what I mean? Oh my! But I'm gosh. still an asshole. Anyway, I, I think I I can be an asshole, but I see, don't that's know. the thing. I think everybody can be, but I don't I don't like to be. So, going back to the scenario, I see this girl. I'm like, damn it! Like, she's big. You know, I'm like, fuck. All right, well, I'm not that much of an asshole. I'm not just gonna like look through her and like, oh, but I guess she's not here, and then just walk away. You know, it was, it was some. It was at this. <laughs> it was at this coffee shop, right? And so I see her. You know, I give her a hug. I'm like, it's nice to meet you. I sit down. We get coffee. We chat. And I find myself in the middle of this conversation thinking to myself, I really hope nobody that I know walks in. Oh, yeah. And I guess I jinxed myself because Matt Gomez (laughs) walked in like five minutes after I thought that to myself. And you made it a reality. He sees me. And he sees who I'm with, and he just has this big smile on his face, and he's <laughs> and he's it. just like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, what's up, man? Like, hey." Blah, blah. And we we actually had practice that night, like a couple hours later. And he's like, what "I had practice," doing? and so anyway, Matt gets coffee real quick. He leaves. I finish my cup of coffee, end this conversation with this girl, and I go I go home. Show up to practice later that night. I'm the one that's late, so everyone's already there when I show up. I walk into the practice room. They're jamming. Record stops immediately when I walk into the practice room, and everyone's looking at me with these smirks on their faces because Matt's already told them, like, hey, I saw Joe with this chubby chick over there, you know, and I'm like, ugh. And so they're, they're literally just dogging me as soon as I walk in, and I, I hate, you know. You I don't, were being nice, though. You were being a gentleman. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to make any <laughs> – my band sound like a bunch of assholes too, but you know that. By the way, I and I Matt's knew a great him guy. too. It's weird. I don't know. I still. I gotta. I wish we could pinpoint the day that we met each other. Oh shit! Who knows? So there was way too many different things involved back yeah, then. That's true. You got any shows coming up? August tenth, we're playing at Jacks. Okay, yeah. awesome. I don't really have any other bands booked on it yet, which I should and need to get started on it, but. Yeah, you know. I'll there get you there. go. August tenth, Jack's patio cover at the door. Cover at the door, probably ten bucks. I heard it'll oh. be a good night. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna definitely try to make it out to that. Uh, follow you on Instagram at Jordan Berlanga. Jordan Hydra. Jordan Hydra. That's, that's right. That's me. Jordan Hydra. We'll have that up there. People can listen to your music on iTunes and Spotify. Yep. Hydra Melody, check it out. They got a whole bunch of stuff up there. This has been fun, Bobby. It's been fun to see. You. It's been great to see you too. We get another mic up in here. We're doing this again. It's a, and if you, hey Bobby, if you want to come do one an hour or two, let's knock one of those out too. We can talk about your recording and your. Pro- yeah, uh, Bobby, you're on Instagram. What's your handle on Instagram? Bobby Haas. Bobby Lucito. All right, we'll have the handles. We'll have the handles in the post. I guess this is probably gonna go live on Wednesday, y'all, and then uh, we'll take it from there. But it's been fun. Yeah, this man. has been officially our longest episode, I believe, over an hour. 
and it definitely went by a lot faster yeah, than it did. Uh, it I was, thought. It was a lot of fun, man. Thanks for thanks for yeah, it was good. inviting me out to do it. You know, cool. And we did it sober, okay, just in case y'all are wondering at home, you know, interesting, getting better at this thing. But These, uh, If this is our sober minds, imagine us drunk. Oh, my God. I know. That's, I know. That's, we should do a part two, just... <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, that'd be... Let's do, let's do another one before your show in August. All right. And then we can do that and promote the show, and it'll be fun. We'll just get silly. We'll get fucked up. We'll just get, you can turn into cucumber. I'm going to do the whole thing as cucumber, dude. It'll this, be great. That could be our first three-hour podcast, yeah. man. Who knows? Don Fulio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new nickname for me now, too. Oh, yeah. Well, this has been fun. Thank you all for listening. Check it out. iTunes, Spotify. Rate it. Tell your friends uh, and download, please. Thank you all so much. All right, Dom's, Domcast Episode 5. Thank you all for listening. And if you're still listening, God bless your soul. You've been good. <laughs> Check out Hydra Melody, and we're going to get Bobby and Jordan on here again soon. All right, y'all. Peace.